You're listening to Legal Tech Academy. Podcast that inspires legal professionals to make a difference in the sector but being more than just a lawyer. My name is Iga Kurowska and I'm sitting down with inspirational individuals from all over the world to talk about their projects, the lessons they've learned, their views on hot upcoming trends and many more. Together we discuss how to make a change in the legal sector. Hello everyone and welcome to our new series Spotlight On. We're Legal Tech Academy and today's spotlight will be shifted to the topic of entrepreneurship for lawyers. I'm Sarah Kabiri and I'm joined here today by Derek Liu. Derek spent his years before starting Parallel, a robotic process automation software company, as a project manager and legal tech consultant at Quatre Casas, a top tier law firm in Europe. He previously practiced as a tax and corporate lawyer for more than seven years in the same firm. He started early in the tech environment and learned to code at the age of 14. So now, Derek, how about we start with the question of what role do you see entrepreneurship playing in the future of the legal industry? Uh, thank you, Sarah, for the introduction. So um, I believe entrepreneurs are key to transformation for the different organizations and also for, for the improvement of, of the organizations, right? Um, and why, why that? Uh, because I believe that the bottom-up approach to solving problems uh, works very well. Um, when you're working in a, in a big organization, normally what happens is like, uh, you know, uh, management positions or even, you know, uh, middle management positions, they lose sight of what's going on in the day-to-day. Um, and, and only the people who, who are facing those challenges in the day-to-day, uh, they, they know the actual job and the actual challenges uh, that they're facing, right? Uh, and that's why I, I, I think like they're the key in terms of, of transformation in the in the legal industry, um, also yeah, the, this kind of of, uh, of people entrepreneurs are non-conformists that, that want to do their work more efficient, right, or, or better, and and sometimes people ask me why uh, I, I'm not sure, but I can talk uh, for myself. Uh, in my case, I, I think like uh, it is because I. I consider sometimes myself like a, a lazy person. I don't want to do things, you know, more than uh, like in a way that uh, it can be you know, easier. You know, uh, I don't want to spend more time. I want it to be very efficient. And, and that's the, the main reason. Yeah. So, yeah, for, for me, it, it's important that role. Yeah. Of course, of course. And that makes the two of us. I'm also a lazy person and prefer to do things straight away rather than spend time to repetitive processes, of course. Okay, then our next question would be, what challenges have you encountered while promoting entrepreneurship in the legal tech space and how have you addressed them? Uh, that's a very interesting question. Um, so I would say I face uh, many different challenges uh, while trying to promote it, but um, 
normally you can summarize them in a few, and it's it's very common in different organizations. So first of of them, I would say it's uh, like this uh, resistance to change. Uh, I don't know if that's the correct term in English, but uh, sometimes you know other other people. Uh, decision makers, uh, managers—they—they uh, they are re- very reluctant to, you know, to, to changing the way they—they are working. Um, there's a lot of skepticism, also, uh, especially uh, with with lawyers, right? They—they um, they will always think that uh, the job of a lawyer can only be done by a lawyer, uh, and 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 that's one of the of the I would say one of the main reasons. Uh, they're very uh, reluctant to, to that change and and sometimes I I don't know if it's it's something inherited from uh, from the university when you're studying uh, you know uh, for for as a lawyer you know um, all, I would say th- these are more related to to the to the person right uh, or to the persons that uh, who you're offering that change um, and, and, but there's also other, I would say, other matters that uh, that are pretty common in the different organizations, which uh, I, I do understand them. Which is uh, one of them is security concerns. Um, it's normal that uh, a law firm or lawyers are worried about security, right? Um, you're uh, you're managing a lot of personal data from your customers and from other third parties. So, um, when you're working with legal tech, basically you're sending right uh, information to, to those systems, especially nowadays with all these uh, cloud uh, software and, and all these different systems. And I would say last but not least, uh, sometimes it's budget. Uh, budget, I would say it's, it's a matter of uh, where do you put the balance when you have to invest uh, in, in a law firm or in a legal team, right? Uh, there's there's also uh, you know sometimes a lot of a uh, lot of challenges there. Um, managers or, or directors they, they don't want to invest, you know, in, in, in legal tech tools. And yeah, I, I would add one one additional uh, uh, challenge that sometimes uh, I I faced and I still face uh, with with our our customers nowadays, which is uh, there's no um, when lawyers want to work with with a legal tech tool, um, there's no uh, you know what what we call like agile methods or starting with MVPs, testing very you know very very small and then iterating etc. Uh, so basically, as a lawyer, they would say uh, either the tool works or either it doesn't work. You know, so it's zero or one, and, and that's something very difficult to manage uh, when you want to implement, you know, changes or, or legal tech in, in, you know, with with lawyers. So that's something I would say that uh, we as lawyers need to learn to to iterate and to adopt solutions, you know, uh, little by little. Uh, things are not built, you know, from uh, you know, from uh, scratch into uh, something perfect in, in a matter of days or months. And what would you say is the key secret recipe <laughs> to actually adopting those those changes? 
Hmm. Um, I can I can tell from my experience. Uh, first, uh, I would say what worked best for me when I was working in in Cuatro Casas uh, was uh, many times what I did is start building something uh, very let's say very lean uh, with, for example, with Excel spreadsheets and using uh, VV8 something I could code. We we didn't need external resources. We didn't need you know. Um, people to, you know, to give me their permission or, or anything. I could just build something that could work, for, uh, you know, uh, very lean. Uh, and with that, I start showing people, hey, see, um, this can help you, you know, save time or help you process this information, etc. So when people start seeing that, they say, okay, yeah, this, this works. So I want to, you know, I want to have something like that. Um, that's what worked best for me in the, I would say, in my first uh, period as a lawyer when I was working in Cuatro Casas. Then I moved to, um, uh, to to the IT department as a, as a legal tech project manager and, and consultant. Uh, there, I changed a little bit, uh, you know, or I would say it evolved because at the time uh, I had like more resources, you know, to, to develop some, some things or to implement other tools. Um, I would say there we like I learned to still you, you need to implement it very slowly with, with your uh, with your customers in this case uh, with, with the legal teams, but uh, what worked best was to um, talk to your to your to your users to to this to these lawyers in this case, and make them realize themselves that what they were what they were doing they were doing uh, wasn't efficient and little by little you know uh, drive the conversation to a point where uh, they give you the solution that you had like in, in your in your mind already uh, and and that's when they they think okay if uh, I have something like a tool that can do this it would sell, save me I don't know 10 hours and instead of you know spending 15 hours working on something so when they have that in their minds uh, you can easily you know uh, like offer that legal tech solution or you know, uh, start building something for them you know so so the, the idea here I would say is um, how can you make them realize themselves uh, never force a change uh, or uh, an implementation of a tool that, that's very important. Of course, thank you. Okay, and then what qualities do you look for in an entrepreneurial lawyer working in the legal tech space? Okay, so um, the, the qualities uh, I would look for is someone uh, very flexible in, in, in many senses, uh, in, in terms of, of, of knowledge, in terms of uh, skills, soft skills, um, so so they need to to uh, we call it right uh, T shaped. Uh, it should be someone who can, you know, who who knows about a lot of things. But if you need them to uh, go deeper into a matter, they can uh, dive deep and and understand that uh, into you know the every comma every detail. Um, that's something uh, that I will look for. Also, 
you need someone with the the capacity to to convince other people and also to to argue um, to explain why something would work, right? And and also someone who is very organized, organized and and sometimes you know uh, very resolutive. So you know uh, how the thing is done because um, when, when you're trying to implement little tech or or I would say any any technology, um, what you need is is a lot of uh, management or project management skills. You know, so so that's that's something something important. And for me, that would be like like the the main qualities I would uh, look for. Of course, there are other uh, other things. For example, it will it would be very helpful if if the person is very uh, tech savvy. So some someone who's you know trying different tools or someone who's reading a lot about innovation and and you know and and try to use any tool that uh, there's coming out, you know people who play with that things normally uh, they will be very very fast in terms of, of thinking adopting and also you know proposing different solutions. Uh, that that's some, something also important for me. Perfect and. Now, how does Parallel foster an entrepreneurial culture within its legal tech team? Okay, so how how do we foster this this culture? Um, basically, um, I would say like from from the beginning, uh, we created like uh, a very open culture in 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 many senses. So. Um, people uh, in, in the team are, you know, are welcome to propose the, their ideas, uh, and, and we like we will always listen, like from from the top management. So so it's not something, even if someone someone that just joined to the company, uh, we need to listen to them. Sometimes uh, people come with with great ideas, with fresh ideas, and. And it will help you, you know, think about the the different problems and, and the different approaches to solving them. Um, we're also very open to testing new tools. So I would say that, uh, especially uh, we're three co-founders in the company, and the three of us were always testing a lot of tools. So uh, the day ChatGPT was out, for example, we, we started testing it out. Uh, we start playing it and playing with different different tools, other AI tools, you know, so, and, and always exploring. Um, and, and also, um, there, you know, sometimes like what, what we think is that there's not an objective uh, vision of, of the things, especially in an organization, in a company. Um, everything is subjective. Uh, every, you know, every point in the timeline uh, is different, and maybe one idea that uh, didn't work three years ago today it might work. So you need to always be open to that. So I, I would say um, that's how we 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 foster like this uh, this culture. So we're very open to everyone proposing things, and if it makes sense, uh, like we will never reject you know a, a proposal unless there are not enough resources, which is something uh we, we talked about before in, in the challenges uh, section um but uh normally yeah that, that i would say that are the main main uh 
points that we take into account to foster this culture. Of course, and it makes sense, but it's a healthy culture to actually maintain. Well, yeah. thank you, Derek, for your time. Thank you. You've just listened to the Spotlight on Legal Tech Academy podcast. Thank you so much for your time and your interest. We look forward to seeing you on social media, on our events and on our website. Take care and see you soon.